Welcome back to the Created Curious Podcast. I'm here with two very special guests. We had some technical difficulties earlier, but on this episode, we're going to be talking about repentance, how to get real with our disciples, and what that what effect that has on just all of society around us and the lost. Welcome back to the Creative Curious Podcast. On this show, we um, talk about the nature of God and we try to explore it through stories, ideas, and conversations. Today, I am with two amazing men of God, Cole Mayer, What's up? Josh Nicholas. What's, What's up? up? What up? What up? <laughs> so this is round two. I was going to say. Bro, we're round two, man. <laughs> we're just sounds like. strangely familiar. We, <laughs> we just like, did this. Bro, is this like staged or what? <laughs> <laughs> Bailey, you are the best. You are very patient. I'm just kidding. We are an entire hour late from doing this. And the first run just, yeah, audio Fell wasn't flat working. on so. its face. The audio was like, nah, I'm out, bro. Sorry. <laughs> I can't be here right now. Yeah. That's uh, Bill Gates trying to get us down. Um. Yeah, so we were kind of talking about before how you guys came from uh, Papa Daniel's house, one of y'all's mentors, someone that has discipled uh, many of the great men of our church and poured into them. I just kind of want to talk about the effects of intentional discipleship in that way and what it can benefit to us to kind of submit to the ideas and the lessons that someone that has lived way longer and has just um, basically unreplaceable wisdom in that way of how that affects can affect our lives if we submit to it. Yeah, well, I mean, you definitely, we definitely want to know ourselves enough to know that we don't know it all. Mm. Um, and when you're young, it's pretty easy to probably think that you've got it figured out, and you know, you learn really, really true. soon. At least some of us learn pretty soon. Like we don't have oh, it yeah. figured out. I'm looking at Cole because <laughs> we just talked about this. Um, oh man! But yeah. whenever you get you get to a point where you know some guys we meet, they just they they get it. They're humble and they know that man. They need God. They need help. They need guidance. They need direction. And mm. um, why wouldn't we look to to men that have lived it? And mm. you know, like I love what Daniel was saying today, but even even the things we go through, the suffering, the, the trials, the difficulties, they're not just for us, but they're for someone else. And when, however we go through it will be, um, will either, will, it will be a help to mm. the people that are, um, that are in our lives. And so um, all of those things that we struggle with and all of that is kind of creating a, a sort of a sermon, a sort of a story that we're going to be able to, to use um, Man, and that's just what God does. He doesn't waste any of it. So, yeah, yeah look look at the folks in your life that know God, that love God, that um, are continuing to walk with the Lord. And, I mean, dude, if you're smart, you'll you'll start asking them questions, and yeah. you'll learn, and you'll you'll you know you'll try to draw as much as you can from and glean as much as you can from um, or glean. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the word. Glean as much as you can from uh, their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super. I mean, it's it, it's it's really important. Yeah. I mean, Cole has learned so much from me, haven't you, Cole? (laughs) (laughs) That is probably the biggest understatement of 2021. I I think as as Christians, we're all, especially men, we're we're all trying to figure out, like, what does it mean to be a great man? Mm -hmm. And how do we become that? 
and like an impactful person, someone that has, you know, honored the king to mm-hmm. the fullest extent, walked according to the calling we've been called. Mm-hmm. Like, what, is, what does that even look like? Bro, <laughs> dude, you, um, you, need to, you need to be grounded. And the only way you can be grounded is if you know um, what reality is. And, you know, mm. we have this maxim. It's uh, uh, humility is a sober sense of reality. And so when you're grounded um, in your faith and in, wa- in your walk with the Lord, like you're constantly, you know, bowing your heart and trying to, you know, just love the Lord as best as you can. And um, we were talking earlier um, at Daniel's house and we were just we were talking about um, spiritual blind spots that people have. And so, like, you could be uh, a super small group leader and think like you got all that. But then, you know, when we have um, spiritual like leaders in our lives and, and brothers in our lives who. As, uh, as the Bible says, like as iron sharpens iron, so there's one brother sharpening another. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're able to keep that humility and not get too stiff-necked, as the Bible <laughs> says. Because, you know, you get on a roll and then, like, you're just like, oh, yeah, like, everything's good. Like, I don't need any help. I don't need any any mm-hmm. mentorship or I don't, like, like I'm good, man. I don't want to grow. And you get con- you get comfortable and next yeah. thing you know, you're getting, you know, slapped around. And, you know, mm-hmm. a brother who who loves you will tell you, like, hey, like, you're getting super proud right now. Like you need to yeah, kind of yeah. chill out a little bit. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's one of the keys too is, is it loving to let this person that you say you love go on living, um, in, 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 in non-reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. if, if what he's doing and the way he's acting is, is taking him down a road that, uh, is not true. It's, um, it, it doesn't it's not who God is it's not it's not representing who um, he is it's um, and so it's loving to tell the truth it's loving mm-hmm. to be honest to that person um, you know with the way he's acting and the way that he's living and um, you know the the more the more selfish a person is the more self-centered a person is the, the more disconnected they are from reality it, it, you literally are going mm. against the way that that god has created the world and um and so there's no way that we can continue to live um in god's world and god's reality um and live selfishly for ourselves and so one of the best things we can do for one another is is honestly lovingly tell the truth whether it's hard and difficult mm-hmm. um it might not be you know it might not it may not make them feel good mm. but um it's going to save their life and if they're in danger um and they're in danger ultimately of walking away from god and um uh, and or they continue to hurt other people um mm. so so it is like a matter of mm-hmm. life and death like, because yeah. I think the the first question that people would have, uh, especially non-believers, is why does it matter if I'm not living in reality? You know, like why yeah. is that even like I why can't I have uh, why can't I walk different than what my worldview is? Yeah, you know it what? it is life and death. Mm. Ultimately, it is it's it. Like we were saying earlier today, but that that there is no hope outside of God. And there are no other answers outside mm-hmm. of God. There are no other solutions outside of God. And the non-believing world, the the uh, you know folks that just don't believe, folks that choose not to believe, are um, 
they're looking for hope. They're looking for solutions in other areas. Hmm. And we know that it's going to wind up empty. And, you know, whether that has been from our own experience or we just, we read the Bible and we see that, um, again, the only answer that we're ever going to, the only hope that we're ever going to have is in, is in Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, though there's no other solution, mm. and so you then you 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 look at this young person, or you look at this this person you love, whoever it is, and you see that they are um, they're walking down a dead end street, and I can't stand by and watch that if I care about them, and for the non believer to 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 continue to go down that road, um, it's foolish, mm. and that the problem lies there. They're ignoring God. They're 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 legitimately rebelling against what is true, mm. and um, sometimes it just it drives me nuts. Sometimes because I just am like, yeah. if you will turn and you will if if you will begin to live up to what you know, um, and you will you will face God. And um, how did how did Daniel say it today? Um, you just you get honest with God and say. I'm a hundred percent wrong and you're a hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. God, that's the best prayer you could pray. Please I have been a hundred percent wrong and you are a hundred percent right. And I'm going to start living my life that way. Mm. And that's probably the most honest, uh, realistic prayer. That's probably the first step towards, I mean, really that's being born again. Whenever a, a person begins to say that sort of thing. So that's kind of what the idea of this show is, is that, uh, repentance is not just this scary, like, oh, repent or or else. It's like, no, repentance means you don't have to be stuck in the same yeah, place. Yeah. Repentance mm-hmm. equals hope. Yeah, yep, yeah. And that's, you know, I think anyone, I said, I think I know for a fact, anyone that's ever met with God, anyone that's ever been born again has had to, they know the Bible says you must repent unless you repent, mm. um, and and you 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 have to change your mind. You have to change uh, your thinking. You have to change your 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 entire life. And um, you know, for me, it was legitimately it was it was that it was that simple. I had to get honest and say, God, I'm I am wrong. Uh, I admit that I'm wrong. Everything I've been doing up to this point is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to live my life in a way that um, is the way you want me to live it. I've tried to be the boss of my own life. And um, repentance is exactly that. You're not stuck. You're not stuck. And it's it, and it's a most hopeful word, you know. And I know that in society that, that the word repent can, can kind of have a, you know, a real heavy connotation to it. And, mm-hmm. um, but really for someone that's desperate for somebody that is hurting for somebody that is, um, they, they're at their, their wits end and, and they're broken. Um, man, repentance is a great word. You don't have to stay that that way. It's, it's a hopeful word. Yeah. You're not stuck. You can change. And, um, and obviously we need to turn to God and, you know, we're not talking about like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to change my lifestyle and, you know, <laughs> so get a diet and go to the gym and work out. We're not talking about that. We're, yeah. There's a, there's a God in heaven. We're talking about eternal trajectory. Exactly. Yes. But we're talking about, we're talking about an infinite being who created you mm. and he's the boss. He is, he is the um, creator of the universe. He, he says, this is the way things are. 
And um, mm-hmm. when you begin to take him seriously, uh, he'll take you seriously. And I think that's the problem is that we, we're just, we're convinced that we got it all figured out. And so yeah. anyways, we got to turn, we got to turn to God and say, okay, now you're, you get to tell me how to live. It was like that, that other day at UT, we were talking to uh, a guy that was, you know, quite obviously n- not living right and, and and knew that there were some ramifications to it, but also was like, I'm not willing to believe that God is real. He's like, I just, I'm just not there. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said this one thing, which really showed kind of like what was, that it, that it wasn't this place where he was ready mm-hmm. or like this desperation. It was like, if GameStop stock hits 5,000 a share, that's what he said, in kind of a prideful way. Yeah. If GameStop stock hits 5,000 a share, then I'll believe in God. That's what he said. And Bro, that, that's so <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Bro, people, I don't know, man. I'm going to go off, but anyways. So <laughs> so intellectual deception always follows moral rejection. Mm. So within the trinity of man in which God created us and, and our soul and our and our um, mind, and, and our, it's like heart, soul, mind, and strength. So you have your heart, you have your soul, you got your mind, and you have your physical body is your strength. Um, so the intellect, uh, the heart, or the will, and mm. then the soul. Um there's scripture backing up like God has his finger on all three places mm-hmm. within the being of a person. And so like the Bible calls people that like that foolish because they did something in which their conscience was like red, like red alert, like alarm bells are blaring and everything mm-hmm. like that. But they made the decision. And that's the thing is like repentance is always a choice. Yeah. It is always a choice. And within the span of your life, you have millions and millions and millions of choices to get right with God. Mm-hmm. And, and really like, make that eternal trajectory like right. You know what I mean? Mm. And so it's just like when people get to the point where it's like, oh, I don't believe in God. It's like, no, you actually do. Like your heart cries out for eternity. Like your soul cries out for eternity. It's just that you don't want to admit that God is there because if you do, that means you have to stop being selfish and living for yourself and Mm. you have to change your life. And that's the the one thing that... um, that's awesome is like the economy of God is bowing. Yes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And, and for someone to say that they don't believe in God goes against everything that, that they've been created to do. Mm-hmm. And I know that this man was created in the image of God. Uh, that's, that's just, that's a, that's a biblical fact. And that's a fact about every person's life. So I know that to be true, that, that you were created in the image of God. You were, you were created to know God. So, the natural path that a mind should take as he grows up is towards God. And that's the way it is. So a young man or anyone to say that they don't believe in God, they have had to mentally, uh, psychologically go against that, 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 that trend against that, that progression. Mm. And so, um, so like they, it's just even consciousness itself, the, the fact that we can, yeah. Think about the fact that we have something in us that allows mm-hmm. us yeah. to think mm-hmm. and we can see how trees grow and all of it. You know, it's it all points it. to yep. God. Mm-hmm. It exactly. all points to God. And whenever and this is it, this is the beginning of the end. Um whenever we well, however you want to say it, bow to that fact, you begin to acknowledge that truth, you begin to say, There's a God in the universe mm-hmm. and he's there and he's not silent. And he's personal. And he's personal. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm I'm personal for a reason. I was created by a personal God. Exactly. All of these things are very true, and it's natural, and um, it's it's like gravity. I'm drawn towards these sorts of things. The only reason I don't want to believe that um, is there's a selfishness in me, a nature in me that that tends to want to live for self, and it's either God or it's me. Mm. One of these two have to give. So when the Bible says legitimately you must pick up your cross and follow me when christ says mm-hmm. you must lay down your life anyone anyone who's willing to lose their life in this in this world they'll find it and so um there is a side of us that doesn't like to bow um, and give up ownership of their life we do like our freedoms and liberties yeah. um but the, again the reality is this is how god has created his universe he mm-hmm. is really truly the only one wise enough like winky Pratney says it um, who who is more wise, more loving, and more powerful than God? He's the most equipped. He's the most um, certified, however you want to say it, to run and yeah. rule my life. Right. And so, um, or to rule the world at that. And to, yes, to rule the world. <laughs> world <Sure>. domination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's so, it's everything. So you guys, it's it's funny that we're kind of like having this, you mm-hmm. know, uh, conversation not only about repentance but the role of of us as believers mm-hmm. in, in someone's life in, in mm-hmm. repentance and, and walking with God. And, and you guys have been doing discipleship for a few years now, right? Yeah. And uh, you were mentioning earlier on the podcast that uh, <laughs> didn't work out. The technical out. <laughs> podcast, the dry run, as we say. That, uh, yeah. you know, Josh has been your mentor and discipler. Um, it's a brother. Yeah, a friend. Yeah, brother and a friend. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And you've gotten to see... Cole walk through this experience. Cole, I want to hear like how has Josh impacted your life and what did that look like in, as far as timing goes? I know uh, you were t- saying he's an answered prayer. He was an answered mm-hmm. prayer. And, yep. and did this happen before or after repentance? And <laughs> how did that how did that all work? Because, you know, Josh was just explaining that uh, in in order like repentance is hope, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so God will answer if we are actually serious about getting real with him. If we take him seriously, he's going to take, take us, us seriously. Exactly, yeah. And so, um, man, that's wild. Like, I'm, I'm going back in the time machine to freshman year now. Okay. Um, and so I came to college. I wasn't right with the Lord at all. Um, and I came to college, and uh, I just had the mindset of I'm going to have as much fun as I possibly can. I'm gonna get as I'm gonna get drunk as many times as I possibly can. I'm gonna try to to fool around with girls as many times as I can because you know after after college it gets it gets boring. So I was like <laughs> do cotton mouth all the time, you know. And so <laughs> you had to use that. <laughs> I had to use it, bro. Anyway, so so I'm 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 basically like doing this lifestyle for two weeks, or it's like the first two weeks I'm here at A and M, and um, and the Lord gives me a dream, and in this dream He's warning me of of the the path I'm going down is always going to is going to lead to destruction. Mm. It's going to lead into me losing my life, right? And so in this dream I was I was on a uh, on a platform and then there's a bridge and then on there's another platform. And on this other platform there's a demon. Mm. And this demon walked across this platform and had a lever in its hand that pulled it and I started falling into hell, mm. right? And so I woke up from that dream super early. I'm not a morning person at all. Like I was wide awake and I was aware, dude. I was like uh, I was calling myself a Christian, but I was a hypocritical. Like I wasn't a Christian. Like, dude, mm-hmm. I I just say it to like please somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like my actions wouldn't follow that at all. Mm-hmm. And so, and so for the first time ever, like, 
I, I repented because I was like, Lord, like I, I recognize that I'm breaking your heart and, and, uh, like, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Like I'm tired of doing this. Like, mm. I know you're there. I've admitted you're there, but I haven't surrendered everything to you before. And so like I, I, I repented in that moment. I was like, Lord, I want to change. I don't want to break your heart anymore. And in that moment, like, dude, I hadn't, I've, I've never read my Bible up to that point. Mm-hmm. And I, and I go straight to campus and I, and I just read my Bible for four hours straight. Cause I was mm-hmm. hungry. I was like, Lord, I want to know you. And in that hunger, I was like, Lord, I need somebody to, to lead me closer to your heart and to show me what a real Christian life is like. Mm-hmm. And I, it's probably a week later I met, I met mm-hmm. Josh playing ultimate Frisbee at one of the quads on campus. And it, he was just like, man, I, could, I saw him a mile off, bro. And I was like, dude, these guys are having fun. Like <laughs> yeah. I want to go over there and have fun with them. And yeah. so I introduced myself and sure enough, he's like, we're part of Chi Alpha. I thought it was nice instead of frat. And he's like, no dude, it's not. And, and he was just like, we're part of a ministry. Like you want to come to small group? And I was like, dude, absolutely. You're an answer prayer. And, um, and it's funny because like being 18, you think you're all high and mighty and you think, you know, everything and you go in the small group, like, Oh yeah, I know all this stuff. Right. Like, look at me. I'm like the new kid on the street. Like I'm going to like school yeah. these fools. And then, and Josh, like, he's like, nah, dude, you're gonna get humbled. And he just like, like just it humbled me in the best way because he knows like, and the most loving thing to do is to tell me the truth about my life and the way I'm going down the way the decisions I'm making right now will affect my future. And so, yeah. And so it's, one of the things that we've been talking about is everybody has a dictionary and we have different definitions, even though we're using the word, for instance, believe, um, my definition of believe may be different from yours. So we may not be on the same page when we're, when we think we're on the same page, we have these different presuppositions. And so, but one thing is true. You always live what you believe. Okay. So most often we, we meet people and, and, they have the title Christian and they mm-hmm. say they're Christian. Yep. And I was just talking to a buddy, um, uh, Cole Krimis. He was yeah. in small group. He's in small group with us. And he, he mentions the conversation he had with a fella that, um, says he's Christian, but believes in abortion. Mm. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're not reading the same Bible I'm reading. Mm-mm. And your term for a Christian is obviously different from my, from my definition of Christian. And so um, we don't believe the same thing. And so you live what you believe. And so I think most of the time folks um, aren't being honest about what they're living. And they think that Christianity is knowing all this information. Mm. Um, and there's, there's just no reality there. It's just talk. It's just womp, 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 womp. And there's no, there's no life backing up the things that this person is saying. So obviously there's a contradiction here. Absolutely. There's a deception. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so for me to, to be friends with anyone, if it's Cole or this is the same for me before I gave my life to the Lord, but um, I need to be honest about what I actually believe, yeah. about what I'm actually living. So if I'll take a step back and say, hey, um, I know all this information and I may say that I believe these sorts of things, but I'm living this way. No, this is what I actually believe. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not doing, I will never do anything. I'll never l- make any certain choices if I'm not convinced, nor do I believe that that will work. Mm. I won't choose this thing unless I'm convinced and, or believe that it, it is what it is. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. That's just the, that's whatever, call it a principle or whatever, but that's the truth. And so, um, for, for anyone to say that they, they, um, they, they believe in God and, or they are, they're a Christian, but then they go on living their life without, 
one, acknowledging God and or their life lining up according to both what the Bible says and, and, and what would honor God, that's absolutely contradictory. Right. And um, so I, I, I don't I forget the point I'm trying to make other than we just need to be honest about <laughs> yeah. what we're actually saying we believe. No, I, I like where you're taking yeah. the conversation because we have... It's A&M specifically, but all around the U.S., we have a huge problem with this thing we like to call cultural Christianity. Yeah. We'll break that down. This this thing where it's like, it's actually popular to be a Christian in some aspects. You get to have friends. You can find a, a good, yeah. you know, nice uh, Southern Belle life or whatever you want to say. Make you some sweet there's, tea. There's benefits for it. And, mm-hmm. and what we've talked about a lot is mm-hmm. like, um, God being the end versus the means to mm-hmm. a certain goal or end that we have. Yes. And so when we talk repentance, you know, we've been reading Finney, mm-hmm. uh, Charles Finney lectures on revival of religion. Mm-hmm. And what one thing I didn't realize until I read him was that this thing that we're praying for called revival, that even quote-unquote cultural christians will pray for is actually about themselves Mm. that revival is in the heart of believers it's in the heart of the church Mm. it's a revival a repentance back towards the things of god to revive our 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 (laughs) desire to have a like the same heart that god has to have a a burden for the lost people perishing because like Let's be honest. If we can pass someone that we know is going to eternal destruction, yeah. and we 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 don't have a care in the world to say anything, mm-hmm. like can we call ourselves a Christian? And I don't know if we can. So here's the thing: like everyone prays for revival, but they're not willing to be the person to to usher in the work. Because a popular thing is that people are like, "Oh, God, send your spirit down in this mm. campus and let it be transformed for all of eternity," and 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 they're like, "Well, I don't want to do the work," mm. and so like you need to have a personal revival in your own life. And and I'm not I'm yeah, not I'm not going right. to be like connotative. I'm going to be very specific. Like right. you have to have the heart of God when you're praying for these things. Yeah. Because when you're not and you're just being lazy, that's not going to happen. Like it's a it's a futile prayer. It's it's vanity because if you're not willing to say, Lord, let me stand in the gap for my neighbor, then you're not you're not a part of the army. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're just part of the audience. You're you're just wanting to watch back and say, Oh, I was a part of that. Mm-hmm. But in the process, you're being puffed up by your own pride by saying, Oh, I I I didn't miss out on that event. I was there, and it's just it's it's tragic and it's selfish mm-hmm. in, in nature. And there needs to be like. Speaking of cultural Christianity, like I was reading a little bit from Second Timothy three, and it says um, how people will walk away from the from the church, will walk away from um, Christianity because people who 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 say that they love the Lord have no power in it, and such that drives awake because you know when you have rules without a relationship, it always always lead to a rebellion in heart, yeah. and that's the thing. Nobody wants more rules when they don't, you know, when they don't they don't see a point to it. So it's like what we were we're talking about earlier is. Yeah. You have the knowledge, but you don't have the understanding. Yeah. Well, I think that's there's anybody that is uh, is being honest and or living their life in a way that um, they don't want. No one wants to be hypocritical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we all we we all sort of detest it. I think most people do, um, and we all want to live um, according to what we know. And 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 but 
to be to have all this knowledge, basically to be religious and um, pretend to be something that you're not um, hurts people. It it's yeah, it's just not it's not true. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, I think even with non-believers. I, they have a, in a lot of ways, they're right for not wanting to be mm-hmm. friends with you and or come to church and hang out with you and your friends because um, there's just, again, if you're not true and you're not honest and you're not really living what you say you believe, you're not, basically, if there's no weight behind the things you talk about, basically your life, your choices, Right. If there's no weight behind that, you're just a walking contradiction. Mm, absolutely. And and it's and and suddenly you're like you're saying rules before relationship. You're just kind of telling all them, hey, just do this and don't do that. Do all these things and don't do all these things. Um, yeah, no one wants to do that. Yeah. Right. So there's no there's no truth. There's no life in 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 your walk with God. Of course, I don't blame them. I, mm. I wouldn't want to be that person's friend. Mm-mm. And so I think the thing that's so great about um the people that we love so much is that um they're very real yeah. they're very honest um, they say what they mean and they mean what they say um mm. they're not putting on a show um there's not this attitude of like superiority and high and mighty and i've got it all figured out like mm. they know that they know themselves right and um and we were just talking about this but um you know whenever you're honest with yourself you know what you're capable of, the bad, the good right. and the bad. And and so the struggles that you've been through, you look at other, someone else and you say, you know, they're struggling with the same thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know what that's like. Right. And I can have compassion because I've been there. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody that's, you know, whatever it is, alcoholism, or maybe it's someone with diabetes or someone suffering from cancer. If you've been through these things, there's a level of empathy that you're going to have that someone that's never been through that, they just can't. Mm. And so, um, yeah, it it is so much of it is really, again, we keep coming back to this, but (laughs) lining your life up and getting honest with what you say you believe and um, the choices that you're making each day and saying, okay, no, this is this is actually what I mean. Mm-hmm. This is actually what I want. Um, and then you, when you start getting real, people will people will yeah. see that. I feel like getting honest is the first step to taking responsibility mm-hmm. for whatever it, for your own life, right? Because if you if I so to be honest, right now I just now really have been figuring out this thing called prayer. Mm-hmm. Like, how does it actually work? How am I supposed to operate in it? What yeah. are the convictions I'm supposed to have mm-hmm. when I do pray? Yeah. And like how to have a factual prayer. Mm-hmm. And because there has to be real emotion, real conviction behind our prayers, real belief and faith that God can do what mm-hmm. we're praying for. And that prayer does affect things for it to actually be effectual. And so, like, when we take responsibility for our prayers and for our lives, we begin to see prayers work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like if we're not seeing our prayers work because there's promises, keep knocking, the door will be open. Mm-hmm. Keep seeking and you will find. If we're not seeing that effect, we we may not be actually praying with faith and effectually. Yeah, mm-hmm. or in, in if you stop knocking and stop seeking, you may not 
actually believe that there's a God on the other end of the door. Yeah. I mean, just get honest. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I actually believe that God hears. I don't know if I believe that um, if I pray, he'll move. And you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, so it's, yeah. you know, that so much of it is, so much of it is understanding that point that it's so foundational, but is there, or is there not a God who's there in the universe? And does he or does he not speak? Can he or can he not hear you? And and I I need to personally I need to work that out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I need I honestly need to sit down, do whatever it takes. And this would be for anybody listening, but you need to answer that question. Don't take somebody else's answer. And just because you went to church does not mean that you believe that. Yeah. And just because you were on a mission trip and or your dad was a pastor or anything, you whatever your religious history is or your religious experiences are. It doesn't negate the fact that you have a responsibility to work out this fact and this fact alone. Is God there? Is he there? Mm. Is he personal? And does he want to know me? And can I know him? Like, that that's it. That's foundational. And everything builds off of that fact. Mm. And so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we can talk about a whole lot when it comes to, like, this idea, but... Um, and if you're if you're just simply satisfied with kind of a, a superficial, shallow answer, then that's what you'll get, mm-hmm. and you basically be content with um, that that whatever that is. And so, if your walk with God is lacking that relationship, it's lacking that that fire, that zeal, and you, you're not seeing folks changed around you, and you don't seeing prayers answered, and it doesn't actually seem like you're walking with God. It kind of seems like you're walking alone. Mm. Well, then maybe you are, mm. and or maybe you don't actually you don't actually believe what you say you adhere to. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it seems like what what I kind of come against is in 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 my own life. This has been true at one point. Is this idea that oh well, I've been sealed by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I've repented already. Why does a Christian have to repent for in order for God to move when all these people are non-believers and they're doing the they're doing way worse things than I am? Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm in community, I'm doing the things I'm supposed to be doing, I'm making my parents happy, like mm-hmm. all of this stuff. Like why why does the Christian need to repent in order for revival to occur? Because you're being transformed into the image of Jesus. Right, it says um, that the the mid was uh, sorry. The world was made for him and through him. Right, mm-hmm. and so uh, you know we're commanded to be holy as he is holy. Right, and and Jesus's first words out of his out of his mouth for his ministry was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mm-hmm. And so repentance is a lifestyle. It isn't a one time like um, wave a magic wand. <laughs> get caught up when I speak yeah. fast. <laughs> wave the magic wand. And abracadabra, Alexam, your sins are forgiven. Magic. And everything. Yeah, dude. And it's just like. You know, you have all these facets of your life where you come to the altar for the first time and you're like, Lord, like you, you're really getting right. You're getting born again and everything like that. That's amazing. Praise God. But then like through the, your, 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 since you've been born again up until where you are now, like there's always more areas and where you need to repent and, and give it to the Lord because he'll reveal these things. Right. And so like the parable of the sower, like you have, you have one of the soils is the rocky soil. Right. And these rocks are on you, the rights that you have in your life. And you're just like, Lord, like they, 
like dreams or ambitions. Like, you know, the Lord knows the plans of your heart. He knows the desires of your heart, but yet he wants to see you give it to him because he knows that he is the only one who is worthy of doing that. Mm -hmm. And so once you recognize that fact that if I try to do it in my own light in my own like selfishness, like I'm just going to, I'm just going to end up like flat on my face again. You know what I mean? And so when you repent and then you do things like that and you give it to the Lord, like you're being more, um, molded into the image of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And and to pursue righteousness because holiness, all that, all holiness is boiled down to is love, right? All the ten command, like everything, like from the ten commandments down to the greatest commandment, all the way down to all all the way down to Paul and Corinthians, it's it's just based on one word, and that's love, and that's love for God. And it's mm-hmm. like as God has loved us, we love God, and out of the overflow of our heart, heart our mouth will always speak, right? Mm-hmm. And so that will be um, the effectual, the effectiveness of 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 our ministry, right? And if you're not wanting to do that because you're too you're too caught up with yourself and and you're one time sealed by the Holy Spirit right. type of you know whatever, dude, like you you're just selfish. Like you you really don't want to go out and see the world changed. You, yeah. you don't want the, you don't want to see eternity um, you know break out where you're at. And if we're being honest, if if we're li- we're living that life, we don't actually love God mm-hmm. according mm-hmm. to the words of Jesus. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll get to know me. You will want more and more of my heart. That, yeah. that is the fruit. It's, it, we will know them by their fruit. Yeah. What their lives, what they do, mm-hmm. how they act, how they think, what mm-hmm. they say. Mm-hmm. We, that's what we're known by. And that's why the Western church has such a bad rap. Yeah. Because we're hypocrites. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, an important part to bring up is... <laughs> We've we've got such a bent towards uh, feeling and sensations. Yes, mm. um, and feelings are good. Let's all be honest. It's just like you know, I like to. I don't like to feel bad. I like to feel good. Right. And I like to do things in my life that make me feel good. Oh and yeah. And I like people in my life that make me feel good. You know, this that's just the way it is. And so um, we're we're kind of motivated. We are. Our choices are motivated in a lot of ways by feelings. And so um, it's such a sensual-driven sort of um, uh, lifestyle and and culture and society that we're living in. This is just, you could call it the water or the pond that that, that we're all swimming in right now. Um, But the thing is, um, yeah, sensual Christianity, that's um, what is true about God is... um, that whether I feel that he's there or not, mm-hmm. he's there. Yeah. And the, the reality is it, it, takes, it takes a choice. Uh, like you said, if you love me, you obey my commandments. If I want to see change in my life, for example, I'm an athlete and um, I'm a little underweight and I want to make the football team, um, it's not enough for me to read men's health. It's not enough for me to even just necessarily go to the store uh, and just buy all this food, right? Like I need to diet. Mm-hmm. I need to work out. I need to begin to put into motion and and do some things, make some decisions, and, and then there are going to be um, effects from that. And so if I was to always just do what I felt like doing— um, and or was led by my appetites and or my desires in that moment, um, then that's not being led by the truth. And so the truth, the truth is, is what's what God says is reality. That's 
that's the truth. This is what's real about you as, as a person, um, as a human created in the image of God. And, um, so to, to say, yeah, to say I'm walking with God has to be more than just, um, he makes me feel good. And there's a reality to, to that, to that fact. And so, um, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's a feelings are, we say great friends, but horrible guides. Um, and so we're learning right now to think we're learning to use our mind and, um, we're learning to say, um, this is true, whether I feel that it's true or not. Um, and feelings may follow actions. Eventually I begin to, I begin to live my life the way that the Bible says to live it. Um, I, I honor God. Mm. Uh, I, I don't live selfishly. I live unselfishly. God says he blesses that. Um, and there's peace that comes with that. There's guilt and shame with selfish choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so there really is fruits from living a righteous life, right? Righteous being right choices. You may start making right choices. There yes. are good fruits from that. There are good consequences and effects, but there are also negative consequences to living your life selfishly. Like I know it sounds so simple, but but well, really, when you begin it. to live this out, and you actually begin to think about your own life in light and in view of what the Bible says. Um, you see, like, man, maybe this is why I'm alone. Maybe mm. this is why um, um, I, I'm constantly struggling with this. There's no mm. peace in my life. And I, I feel like we've been convinced or propagated Gandanized, if that's a word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, let's use it, bro. Come on, let's throw it out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that uh, making people uncomfortable is a sin. Like that's not what Christians do, bro. You don't make people uncomfortable. But is that in the Bible? People are dying, going <laughs> to hell. That's in the Bible, dude. I mean, shoot, you, oh, dude. Okay. When you live a comfortable Christianity, it's so boring. Mm. Are you kidding me? Like you're you're just you're an armchair theologian at the end of the day, and that's at best. You're just like Josh was saying, like you're not willing to like step out, and you're not really to live in reality. And the reality is that every every single person that you see is a living soul that is going to live for an eternity with or or, or not with God. And it's just like, at the end of the day, we're talking about being a man of action and, and really being a man of, of, of the faith, of the word, of the truth, of reality. And it's a simple reality. Like, most people are, are like, dude, like, Christianity needs all this and that and this and that. And it's like, I don't believe in God because of this. And, and it's just like, no, like, no. Because at the end of the day, like, God made it to be understandable, not by not by a PhD student, but to be understandable by a child. You know, he, he doesn't make anything complicated, right? And and the mystery of God is beautiful because he'll reveal to you the mysteries of himself as as you grow faithful and faith, faithful and faithful as you become a steward of his word, mm-hmm. right? And so when you're willing to be bold and to step out and to be like, you know what, I'm going to get uncomfortable because I know that my neighbor is going to like either spend eternity in heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. That's when you start becoming a man of God, a man after his own heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, (laughs) knowledge equals responsibility. So we were saying it's really understanding equals responsibility. But the idea is if you if you know something to be true and you choose not to do it. Right. Um, I know that if 
fill in the blank. I continue to eat this junk food and I have diabetes and I have weight issues. I know that I continue to do this. Um, I'm going to get sick and I'm eventually going to die an early death. I'm going to, you know, whatever happens, your blood circulation is terrible. Um, by my own choices, um, excuse me, the knowledge that I have is actually making me guilty Mm. for the choices that I'm making because I know better. So to you, to use that example, like for someone that does have diabetes, they know that their gluttony Mm -hmm. is eventually going to kill them. Is it just a disconnection with what's real? Do they like not actually believe that that's going to happen or the effects are just so far away that it's like, well, right now I care about this instant gratification. Yeah. Not really the, yeah, totally. It's, it's unwise sin. The Bible calls sin a selfish choice and it's also an unwise choice. So it's both selfish and it is unwise. And basically sin is, um, it, it, it's, it's, it's so unwise that you just, it's stupid. You're, 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 you're basically, you're choosing to, to put yourself into the grave and it's, it's unwise and it's unintelligent. But we don't actually believe that sin is the same thing as like gravity. We don't actually believe that moral laws have, have just as real effects mm-hmm. as if you jumped out of a plane without a parachute. I know we use that analogy a lot, but it's like so, it's such a good analogy because we all understand that mm-hmm. gravity is real. There's real consequences to jumping off a building. Yeah. We know what's going to happen, but we don't necessarily see morality the same way. And even to take it a step further, as a professing Christian, we don't actually believe that we will be held responsible mm-hmm. for, the peop- for, for what we didn't do. Yeah, but we will. We will. Every choice, sin in itself has the consequence rolled into it. So whether you believe that your selfish decision to, the example, um, you have diabetes and you, you don't eat as you should, you may not, you may not believe that you're going to suffer the consequences from that, but we all know you will. And just because you're turning a blind eye to it and you could say ignorance is bliss, that's fine, but that's beside the point. Your body will respond negatively to that. That's what we call reality. Mm. And whenever you live in sin, you, you choose to turn a blind eye to what's real. Whenever you choose to sin, it's so unintelligent, it's so unwise that you actually are crazy. You actually think that that you you can live outside of the laws of this universe and the fact that you have diabetes but still can eat this food mm. but be okay. What makes you any different than anybody else with diabetes that 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 eats the way they should? See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like sin really does make you crazy. You're in mm. absolutely insane. And what is the term they use for, um, um, not psychotic, but insane? It's like doing the same thing repeatedly, expecting insane, a, yeah, expecting a different result. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and so I, I have so many friends in my life that I'm like, you continu- continually, repeatedly do things this way, and at some point, um, you're gonna, you're gonna basically, you're gonna pay the piper. And so, and then we just blame other people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Caleb from right field, baby. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Consequences. But the, 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 the reality, how does, how does Shapiro say the facts don't care about how you feel? <laughs> In a way, it's like the truth is this is going to be the result. Yep. And the great thing about repentance is there's hope because it mm. doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be the end. It doesn't have to, this, this, the, the way you've been living your life, you don't have to be stuck in this repetition, this repetitive, you know, sinful cycle. And so, um, but honestly, legitimately, and this is the key, and this is where, this is where being born again, we use the word, but being saved, however you want to say it. But when you meet God, what really happens is a miracle. Mm-hmm. Because, and I was just talking to Cole about this. What other motivation outside of the fact that you you're an eternal being um, and you're made to know God? These things are true, right? So you know we'll call it the Christian worldview. All right, I have a Christian worldview. You guys here at the table, we have a Christian worldview. So we we accept these things to be true. But there are folks that don't have that worldview. Outside of the Christian worldview, what other reason do you have to be unselfish? As a worldly person, mm-hmm. why in the world would you lay down your life, give your money away, make self-sacrifices, uh, make choices that are somehow going to hurt you uh, and negatively affect you? Why in the world, what would motivate you to do that? Mm. Not, nothing. Nope. Yeah. Not at all. And unless, unless the choice is virtue signal, unless it's virtue signaling or somehow by being, you know, doing a certain thing or serving a person, you get yes. something in return. But it's still selfish. Selfish, yep. Right, and so for a man to found to, to 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 very foundationally, fundamentally change his motive for living from being selfish and living primarily for himself to living unselfishly and living in God's universe on God's green earth, the way that God has asked us to live, to actually change that fundamentally, and I mean choices. I don't I don't necessarily even mean feelings. But to begin to think differently and to choose differently, that is a that is a supernatural experience. Mm-hmm. And I can say that's for me, and I can say that that would be for anybody that's ever claiming to have been saved. Yeah. No other reason. There is no other reason someone's primary supreme motive in, in life would change to being selfish to unselfish mm-hmm. other than it was God that revealed to them that, that this is sin, mm. you are in danger, you were not meant to live this way and that God has created you for himself and to know him and to live this way. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. absolutely, fundamentally, more important than anything else is we need to legitimately, by the definition, repent and believe in Christ. We need to have, we need to have a biblical salvation yeah. moment. We need to have something happen in, inside of us that is that is that is done by God is a certainly a God in heaven who imposes on you a real supernatural change. And this is apart from, you know, self-help, you know, self-discipline, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I'm just going to start changing my life and being different. And no, you, that's not going to work. You're not going to do it. It's, it, it, it might last for a week. It might go for a month, but ultimately you're going to give that up. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, to me, I the fact that I still love God and love people, I, I, I'm just the I'm amazed at myself, really, because yeah. I there has to be a God in the universe that has changed me because I know me and I am totally selfish. 
Yeah. Without Christ, I have no reason to live for, for to care for any of you, mm-hmm. the way that 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 I that I've seen. And so, um, it, Christians are incredible people. No They're absolutely to, the most amazing people in the universe. No reason to forgive either. Like, why would why would I forgive it? Forgive you when you don't deserve it? Mm-hmm. Other than that, I've been forgiven. You know, it says we have been forgiven, so we forgive. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's like. It, I think really what it comes down to and what we're seeing nowadays is this progressive Christianity mm-hmm. and really what it is, if we want to really get real about it, is it's just not being reverent for the Bible and for the scriptures mm-hmm. and what it says. No. You know, we, we, we can't determine these things for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can, but by doing that, we are ultimately disconnecting with reality Mm -hmm. because the bible is that descriptive so what if we find ourselves we we think we've been walking in the right direction we've been we've been deceived and we're we're living this progressive christianity we're living this thing that isn't helping people it is we don't care about people's souls we we're just we actually are living god is the means to us getting a good life then our lives serving so that god may be glorified if we find ourselves in that place where we're in church, we're in worship, and it just don't, like the the spirit of the Lord convicts us. Yeah. What do we do? How, what do what's the what's the next steps? Yo, so repentance. <laughs> <laughs> what does that look like, though? Describe like okay, th- these two things. Describe okay. what repentance is, all right, and looks like, and how we do it. Okay, and then then how we know if we've actually been born again like how do we know that that our whole will has actually changed from our own wants and desires to god's yeah absolutely um and so like when i when i think of repentance i think of david in the bible uh when he uh, slept with Bathsheba. like it says in the bible um that godly sorrow will, will produce repentance but worldly sorrow will always produce death mm-hmm. and so um and so you have to recognize that what you're doing is, is, is hurting the Lord. Right. And, uh, and knowingly that your life sucks, right. <laughs> that's, that's always an admittance. It's like, my life sucks. Like, yeah. I don't want, like you put, you can put on a face all day long and acts like, Oh yeah, everything's good. Like, no, you can put on a mask. But at the end of the day, you go home and you're like, my life sucks, bro. Mm. And so, um, and so what repentance looks like is admitting that you're wrong right admitting that lord like you are there you are not silent you are personal you're calling out to me and you're waiting for my response right and so scripture also says like god uh he doesn't wish anybody to perish but he patiently awaits for for us to uh mm-hmm. repent and come to him right and so like to use to keep going on your analogy you're in church you're like my life sucks bro <laughs> and you you get brutally honest and you're like Lord, like you are the only one worthy to rule my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's when you have that, that supernatural experience, yeah. right? Yeah. And you get on your knees and you're like, Lord, like I, it's just getting, I'm a hundred percent wrong. You're a hundred percent right. I need, I, I, I'm sorry. I am honestly sorry. And I'm going to change my way of thinking mm-hmm. and I need, I need your help to do it. I need you to renew my mind daily. Um, and then on top of that, it's just like as soon as you do that and you surrender all and you experience the Lord in that moment, it's like, okay, like you have been born again, mm-hmm. right? That's when you start living for the Lord. Like it's it's like, bro, I had a friend tell me this. Oh, my gosh. It is, it's hilarious. It's ingrained in my mind now. Um, it's like, okay, actual childbirth, 
<laughs> Josh knows it. I've watched it. He's oh. watched it. He's seen it. It's intense. It's intense. <laughs> There's pain. There's screaming. There's bodily fluid. There's bodily fluid. <laughs> but then there's a the baby, right? And so it, and it's like, beautiful. And it's beautiful, yeah. And so it's just like he didn't hope that he would be born again. He didn't, he wouldn't hope that Isaac was born. He didn't wish Isaac was born. Isaac went through the process and was born. Yes. And now he is a beautiful three year old boy, and That's he's right. awesome. And um, the best, the best, right? Um, Billy. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> That's it. Billy. But you you voice. know for a fact that you've been born again. It's not yeah. like, oh, I think I was born again this date or this date. It's like, no, you know. Yeah. Like, you know when 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 you've gotten right with the Lord and you've repented. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you don't have to, I had to take a step back and say, when I say a supernatural experience, I mean that it's a more than normal experience um, placed on you by God. Yeah. Right. Only God can, can, can take a, a selfish heart and make it mm-hmm. make it new. Yeah. He can take it only he can make a dead spirit and make Alive. it live again. But it's not like God predetermined who is going to no. receive that. No. You have to actually want it. Yes, there's choices you make. And so you don't have to wait around to feel like um you know, you don't have to wait around to feel any anything. Really, you can you could be humble and honest enough and say I have tried to live my life the way that I want to live it. Um, and I choose to live my life the way that I see God uh, telling me to live it. I read, mm. this is how I should live my life. I hear, this is how I should live my life. I can make that choice, and I can begin to live according to God's rules and His laws. Um, and it doesn't even have to be necessarily that you go through all this pain. Mm-hmm. I hear this all the time, like, students just need to go to college. My, you know, young Johnny here just needs to sow his <laughs> wild oats. Like, what? Like, Bro, what? as if that is going to somehow, like, teach him, <laughs> right? Like, you just kind of get it all out there, and you just act crazy, and then somehow you hope that he begins to rethink his living? Yeah. Like, that is foolish. No, absolutely not. Man, man in and of himself is never going to decide to live any other way than the way he's living right now. Absolutely. So in in our choice, though, we don't have to wait to experience all this pain and hit rock bottom before I realize that fact mm-hmm. that, you know, um, I you know, and I use this example a lot. My wife and I are very uh, we, we 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 have had very different um, experiences, born again experiences. I um, you come to Jesus on two grounds. You come to salvation on two grounds, either humility or reality. Mm-hmm. Um my wife's was humility. She, uh, at, at three and a half, she remembers the, the presence of the Holy Spirit in, in her room. Uh, she doesn't remember a day where she ever rebelled and disobeyed her parents. And never does she remember ever wanting to live any other way than what she feels that God was leading her to live. Um, me on the other hand, I felt like maybe, um, I just don't believe it when someone says, Hey, drugs are bad. You know, the, the, the dare officer that comes, you know, the dare guy, the yeah, yeah. dare to keep kids off drugs. Sure. Like he's there and he's like talking about drugs and he's like, don't do this. It'll make you high and it'll give you a crazy trip and you'll see things. I'm like, I want to do that. I want to see things. Um, I'm like, prove it. You know, I'm like, let's try it out, you know, and then I'll know. Like, I don't know what it was, but I, I felt like I had to go and learn things the hard way. And I did. And so I came to God on, um, on reality. Basically, I tried to live as if God uh, was not there mm-hmm. and that I was God. I tried to live as if I can make the rules. 
and then I can disobey God and break his rules and not experience the consequences of it. And I suffered from that. Yeah. And so, but at one point we both, we both at some point, um, come to a reality, come to the, 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 the fact that I have to make a choice. Yeah. Very, again, I'm saying the word foundationally, fundamentally, I mean, uh, you call it the origin of it all is a choice to say, I choose you, God, mm. I'm going to repent I'm going to say there's there I'm not stuck where I'm at and I'm just going to I'm going to make a change right now mm-hmm. and and you can do that anyone can do that wherever they are they can say I'm going to begin to change right now and I'm going to live my life and I'm going to make choices um, that agree with what the Bible says this is the way God said it then I'm going to do it I don't know how it works I don't know why it works out that way I don't necessarily need to know I'm just going to believe it I'm going to do it. God said it. I'm going to do it. And and then basically, the proof's in the pudding, man. You begin <laughs> to live your life that way, and you reap what you sow. There really are, uh, I use the word consequences, but there are effects. There are ramifications that come from um, choosing a life that, 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 um, that honors God. And so I'm just saying, dude, just do it. Just <laughs> repent, quit living for yourself, and begin <laughs> to say, you know, God, you're the boss now. And and when you do that, when a person when a person can say, you know what, I've tried living for God, and I'm, you know, I just I really like my selfish lifestyle. Uh, I just don't find answers in God, um, and there's no hope for me in God. And you know, and and if they can honestly say that, which they can't honestly say that, but. Um, if they'll, if they'll pursue God and they'll truly do what God has called them to do, then, um, then that we might actually have a conversation, you yeah. know, but I think a lot of folks, they're not really ready to do that. Mm. They're not actually really to put one foot in front of the other. So, mm. so that's my rant. So you probably wouldn't recommend coming to the Lord through reality the way you did. No, absolutely <laughs> not. You don't have to suffer that. Because people are like, oh, well, I can just, you know, live my life, and when I'm on my deathbed, I'll turn to Jesus real fast. No, 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 dude. no the Bible says that in that day, do not harden your heart. Yeah. Um, and and so today is the day of salvation. That's right. And the thing is, everyone, you, I hear that all the time. I hear that all the time on campus. Students will say that to me, you know, maybe sometime later, um, I'll, I'll begin to make a change. But the reason you're living your life selfishly right now, the motives— for living your life selfishly, trying to act like it, God doesn't exist, mm-hmm. that that motive, that reason for doing that, that is not going to change in you. Mm-hmm. you you're not going to say four years later, I'm just going to all of a sudden change my very foundation and motive for living. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do that. You're not going to just say it because— It gets harder. It get, yes, it gets harder because that becomes your reality. That becomes all you know. Yeah. And so— Because um, we've all seen the, the old grumpy man that was— that's stuck in his ways mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that will never change because he's chosen and he's hardened his heart. And, yeah. you know, it's like, how, how can you go 60 years of your life mm-hmm. and confront reality? All of a sudden, all of those years have been wasted. Mm-hmm. They, you know, yeah. it's like one thing I think would be cool to bring up is like how without the Lord and without walking according to the calling in which we've been called, it's like, it's all worthless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like anything we do, anything that we think is good, mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, look at Ecclesiastes. That's all you got to do in, in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Like all of Solomon, all Solomon says is everything is vanity. 
Uh, you can't take your money to the grave. You can, you know, you pass it on, but it, it's fleeting, right? Mm-hmm. You can't, can't, you can't take your, um, your home or nothing. Like, it, all, like, your life is a summation of the choices you made. And so, at the end of the day, it's you, you're either going to be selfish and die, or you're going to be selfless and you're going to live for God, and you're going to have fruit from that decision, and you're going to reap. Um, Yes. An inheritance in heaven. Uh, the tre- it says like you, you buy the field, right? And so we we ha- we store up our treasures in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something like I've been I've been looking at recently is uh, is you 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 go on like there's there's a psalm um, psalm one twenty six five and six. Um, and it says those who sow and tears will reap in joy, right? Mm-hmm. And so and then it says those who continually sow. Um, and I'm gonna butcher this verse on the sixth one, but basically like they, they take the sheaves with them they take the harvest with them and then it's connected in the new testament with the fact that the 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 found the te- uh, structure that you that you build will be tested by god and you're like god this is this is all i have this is what i've done for you lord and and you're worthy of it all it's like the parable of the minas or the parables of the um just basically you know lord gave someone 10 yeah. minas or mites or, or what i forget what it's called but um at the end of the day it's like those decisions you make are going to affect other people too. Yeah. And it's like, there's always collateral damage in the decisions you make, whether that's good or whether that's bad. Yeah. And so if you're in the mentality of, I'll wait until I'm on my deathbed to, to make that final decision, like you've already sown so much yeah. destruction in your life. Yeah. Like you're, the, the fruit that you've produced has been nothing but death. Mm. Well, and, yeah. and again, you're, so no one comes to the father unless they're drawn. Yeah. Right. And so it is, again, it is a, it is a God in heaven that speaks, and it's a God in heaven that 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 raises the dead. It is a supernatural experience to be born again, and so there's a choice for you to turn around. There's a choice for you to 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 change the cycle that you're in. There's a choice that you can make to say, you know what, I'm going to stop living selfishly and I'm going to start looking to God. Yeah. But at that point, you still can't save yourself. Mm-hmm. You, God has to draw you, and it's it when God speaks and He says, He goes, okay, now. Right. There's a born again experience that happens whenever you're drawn. So um, and so folks that do say that they're like waiting around and or say, you know, after a couple of years, um, you're hardening your heart. God is speaking to you now. God has sent me. And I told guys this on campus. They're walking down military walk. And I'm like, who's not to say that God has sent me in your life right now? I literally am in your path. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And who's not to say that God hasn't put me here? God is drawing you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is calling to you. He's saying, repent for the time is near. In that day, don't harden your heart. Right? So the day is the day of salvation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's and, and no one comes to the Father. No one comes to God unless they're drawn. And so, but you, if you want, you can. He doesn't make you. Mm-hmm. You can harden your heart. You can refuse. And that's a scary thing. And what will happen is you continue to, to drown out his voice. If you continue to, to, to stump that out, to, to muffle it, that voice gets softer and softer and quieter and quieter. Yeah. And like what you're saying is you just kind of, you, you know, you begin to live this life and, um, it is, you are alone mm-hmm. and, um, it, it will take for some folks, unfortunately later in life, it does take uh, a tragic, yeah. something tragic that happens. So it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. And that's why we're in college ministry, because I think that a lot of young folks, they still have that voice is still calling out. Yeah. God is still calling out. Their conscience is still sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Mm. And um, 
And so, yeah. So I, I kind of want to wrap up the show with this question a little bit. And this is more specifically um, for for you, Josh, be, considering you've been a pastor for a while. But mm-hmm. Cole, you can also tune in on this just from personal experiences. This is it's a little bit more of a complicated question for this because we see this problem of people mm-hmm. that jump from congregation to congregation, Bible mm-hmm. study to Bible study. Mm-hmm. And that the belief in that is that they are just getting more of God or, or this, there's something wrong with this one. There's something wrong with this one. There's another thing wrong with this one. What if you are going to break away every week? You're, you're, you're considering yourself a Christian and then you, you meet one of us or you meet someone else or the Lord confronts you in your dream Mm. and, and you're awakened to the reality in which you've lived in. Do you stay in the church that you're in that if you notice that, you know, they're not, living according to the to the word or do you do you try to find a new congregation i know this is like a complicated question Mm -hmm. and probably pretty personal to you being a pastor yeah so what what kind of advice i know there's not probably a great answer to it but what kind of advice would you give someone that's just like man there's there's something there's Mm -hmm. something going on here you know yeah i think there's a couple of there's a couple of things um yeah, for a person that is jumping from church to church and small group to small group or Bible study to Bible study, um, one, it all a lot of it depends on what you mean by God, right? So um, if I'm dependent on you teaching me the Bible uh, to know God, then something's very, very messed up there in my mm-hmm. thinking um, because I can know God personally, myself, alone in my room. I can get a hold of God. But if we're talking about um, being a part of a community and having some friends, um, you know, some things that it's, it can be difficult. It's hard for folks because um, the thing that we need, we need to have all of us is um, love. Love has to be there at the center. Mm. Um, And loyalty is important. Um, Commitment is important. Um, you know, it's friendships take work and time and, um, you're not always going to make me feel good. And if I'm going, um, from, obviously it's just very selfish to do that for going from community to community, uh, based on who makes you feel good and or who's there or the show that's, that they put on, et cetera. Obviously I think most people would say that's selfish. And I would say the person that's happy with that and it's okay with that is, well, that's just what they're going to get, mm. you know, that and they, they're maybe not saved, probably not saved and or, um, you know, but the thing that's important to me is um, what are we doing? How are we loving one another? Mm-hmm. Love is an unselfish choice. It's an unselfish choice for, or for God and his uh, and his kingdom. And so if you if you find yourself moving around from place to place, stop it um, and begin to live like a biblical Christian. Uh, any Christian worth its salt uh, should should know how to love. And love is uh, and, and Christianity is the most practical thing in the universe. Mm. Uh, it's the most practical thing. Um, love is the most practical thing. Christians ought to be the most practical people. Um, and so, you know. If we're just if we're just being motivated by, 
sermons and performances and teachings and personalities that are teaching, mm. um, man, that's just not, that, that obviously is not Christianity. Um, and so, um, at the center of it all is, um, my, it's, 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 it's God and I together and it's, it's my, it, it's my commitment to him and, um, me growing in that, my commitment to the people around me. And so, um, love is, love is something that we, we choose to do and, you just don't get that if you're just constantly moving around from place to place. Mm-hmm. And it's good that, uh, there are, um, you know, some, yeah, not, not no community is perfect. Yeah. And you, you, it's, it's best for you to learn to love and serve that community where you're at, um, than it is to leave it because then you keep moving from community to community when it gets hard or you mm-hmm. don't like it. What, well, what is that teaching you? There's no relationship. What are you there. learning there? Yeah. When things get hard, are you going to bounce? When you get married and you get in your first fight with your wife, is that like, are you going to leave that? You see, so yeah. there's this patterns that are starting to develop because, um, again, it's all still selfish. It's all at the core. You're, uh, again, you're holding the title of Christian, and, and there's nothing Christian about that. There's nothing unselfish right. about that. Right. There's nothing loving about that at all. What is loving is you hang in there and you say, over my dead body, am I going to let this ministry, this church, this um, small group walk away from God? I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to mm-hmm. serve it. I'm going to lay down my life. I'm going to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and in that moment, you're being more like Christ and more Christian than you ever would be at some place that's going great and all your friends are there and yeah. they got the best show in town you're closer to god and so it really depends on i mean do you want to know god do you want to be close to god or do you want to be in the popular crowd that has all the fun you know that's getting all the hype right now mm-hmm. and so um i don't know it's kind of all over yeah. the place but no, yeah that's, that's it that's good i i even needed to hear that because i don't i didn't know you know how how does one respond to that? You know, yeah. um, do y'all have hope for like a revival here at A and M, like in the sense of uh, uh, the the Christian population repenting and, and getting a heart and a burden for people? Like, wouldn't it be amazing if we saw every day a thousand people talking to students on campus, like a thousand Bible believing, born again Christians going out and talking to people? Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the hope and the community that you're placed in and where you're stationed if you're going to keep it in army terms, right? It's like where where the battlefield is is where your feet are. And so yes. like when when you start to see and when and when you start to go from a platoon or a squadron of a, of a few to a battalion of many like with the same goal in mind, which is to advance the lines, right? Um you start to see stuff happen. But in order to for you to advance the lines, like that platoon has to instill in the in the bigger company or battalion the same objective and the same motive to do so. And it has to stay in the heart. It can't be like, Oh, I'm doing this just to do it. No, you have to do it for the Lord and and that's the thing. It's like we all have these 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 large dreams, these God sized dreams to see the whole campus like come to know the Lord, mm-hmm. to see this whole community come to know the Lord. But if you want that to happen, you have to be ready to lead like a hundred people to the Lord 
Like, yeah. That's just factual. Open like, up your home. Open up your home. Like there has to be a place where you can where you can teach and lead and disciple in quick succession in order for those people to go back out and then come back mm-hmm. for, for more training and then go back out and come back because we're mm-hmm. constantly being refined. We're constantly being, like I said earlier, um, into the image of Jesus, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, there's definite hope, and, yeah, there's definite movement of the Lord here yeah. in this community, but there needs to be a revival in your own heart before right. you yeah. can see a revival in a geographical area. Okay, wow. to, to tag, to, to just add emphasis, Cole is totally doing that yeah. because, and I've watched it, in his progression as a small group leader in over four years, five years, four years. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he's been a small group leader for four years and his first small group. Okay. But he was growing and learning and over time, something started to happen and correct me if I'm wrong, but emphasis was added to that. You got a hold of God. Yeah, absolutely. You, You knew, you knew that, that you could not win anybody to Jesus. You couldn't lead one small group if you couldn't if you couldn't be led by God. Mm-hmm. If you're not getting alone with the Lord, if you're not hearing from God, basically, again, it's what's your aim here? Is it do you want to know God? Do you want do you want to walk with God? Um, and or is it just you know I just want to work for God or I want to be you know known as a, a great small group leader? Whatever kind of you know motives that are there. But whenever we decide, I want to get a hold of God, I want to get close to God, something begins to happen from that place. And out of that devotional life, out of that walk with God, um, um, ministry starts to happen. Wow. People mm-hmm. start to get changed. And then I saw in Cole, on serious, the, the small groups begin to grow every year. There were more and more folks, and they started to get right with God. Cole was having better and better conversations. Um, and, and he was able to, to lead these guys in a way that, um, he'd already been led himself. He'd been down this road. He'd already worked out these, these truths. He had already set, set ta- set down and took time and, and read the Bible and he's getting close to God and trying to understand, um, and, and trying to know God. And from that, you just start to see, I mean, you got like 15 guys in a small group right now. Maybe more than I don't even know. I feel like there's not fifteen, bro. <laughs> there's a bunch of. Dudes. I appreciate the hype, but it's not fifteen. Okay, so there's a lot of people <laughs> yeah. that are being that are being that are being touched, but and 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 God's moving through coal. Um, but his aim is not even necessarily that he's being used as a small group leader. It's it's I want to know God, but I'm also in a fight. I also realize that 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 my God can use my life. My life is important. But, um, yeah, primarily, first off and f- foremost is, man, we got to get, we got to mm-hmm. get a hold of God. We yeah. got to get a hold of God and then maybe we'll have something to give. Right? Absolutely. And, um, and the Lord spoke this to me the other, the other day. It was, it was awesome. Um, and he, he spoke to me that, um, the throne is the place where statutes and laws are passed, Right. So, like, you'll have these bills come to the throne, and then whoever is on that throne will either sign it or reject it, Mm -hmm. and it'll either go into law or get rejected, right? And so, like, there's a throne on your heart. There's there's a throne in every single person's heart, and whatever is on that throne is ruling that person, that person's will, that their desires, what they want to do in life, and that's how that person is going to live. So if it's not of the Lord, it will always lead to um, destruction and loss. Mm -hmm. Like, to live is Christ, to die is gain, Mm -hmm. right? It's a two-part verse because to live as blank as it dies blank mm-hmm. 
Believers Christ is the only one that will res- that will result in gain, right? And everything else will 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 cost you your life and probably those around you because selfishness, like, dude, it it, it messes people up. But um, one other thing, uh, I read a book lately, and bro, it is amazing. Gypsy Smith. Okay, it's called Your Boys by Gypsy Smith. Like, boys. Your Boys. He's throwing gold out for I'm everybody to you, drive dude. up the market. <laughs> Bro, Thanks, Cole. T- you're welcome. All right, but anyways, dude, this book <laughs> literally is like 60-something pages. It's short. It's, I read it in a day, bro, but literally Gypsy Smith, like, homeboy was was gnarly. Like, he was in this book. He was, like, in the trenches in World War One, and he was going from line to line just ministering to these young men because they're boys. Mm. They're still boys. They get, they get thrown into the war, and... And they're fighting for their lives and the lives yeah. in their country, right? And so, like, he drops this, like, truth bomb. And he's like, excuse me. But he drops this truth bomb. He's just like, man, like, people think that Christians, like, are people who hold Bibles and hymn books. <laughs> and, like, go around just, like, beating people around with them. He's like, man, like, that's boring. Like, I'm, I'm so glad I'm not a part of the Lord's awkward squadron. <laughs> and I'm just like, bro, I'm like, awkward dude, come squadron. on. Yeah, dude. But he's just like in every facet and every motive, like everything in your life has to be motivated by your love for God and then overflowing that in your love for the people around you yeah. and, and leading them in action, not in, not in like sitting back in your little comfy leather armchair, but in action to grow them closer to the Lord, yeah. right? Because you can tell you can tell guys that you're leading all day long, oh, you need to do this, you need to do this, you mm. need to do this. But if you don't walk with them through it and if you don't like go out and do something that you're, you're basically telling them to do with them and, and lead them through that, whether that be evangelism or anything else, mm-hmm. like they're, they're, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. anyways, it's, it's always got to be motivated by a position of, of love of God and love of others. So, mm. yeah. Dude. Boys. Boys. Your boys. <laughs> the boys. Bro, I got cotton mouth right now. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, Aiden has cotton mouth. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Josh, I know you got something to say. I know you do. Uh, I can feel it. Like the last, <laughs> the last ten percent or something witty, because I ain't got nothing witty to say. <laughs> That's not me. Cole's wittier than I am. Oh, yeah, right. Bailey, you're best. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, man, if you guys, and this is this, if I can let say my last little bit, there is no other answer. There is no other answer, and it can be as simple and profound as look to God. He's the solution. Absolutely. And if you're watching this tonight, there is an answer in Christ Jesus. And whatever your struggle is, no matter how hard it is, no matter how fierce the battle, no matter how bad the struggle, the passion that you have for this thing, this, you know, the temptation, it's so strong. Really, it is. God is stronger, right? The thought of the Oh God, the thought of thee is mightier far than sin and pain and sorrow are. And when you understand that, when you when you experience the life of Christ inside you, that's it, man. That's it. You um, there is no other obstacles. That's it. It's mm-hmm. you 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 are overcoming then. You are you will always perpetually be overcoming in Christ. And so all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And that is true. That is a very, that's a real fact. And so, um, yeah, you tired of beating your head against a wall? You tired of trying all these things the world offers you? Um, I'm telling you, get a hold of Jesus. And uh, it's all yes and amen after that. 
Mm. Mm. Boys, I could not do this without you. Come this on. is the whole reason I do this. And that's that's what I would say. Like, pray to God. If you if you if you do have a relationship with Him and you don't, you you're not in a, like a good community. Like, pray that you'll He'll bring you to brothers who love you. Yeah. Because like, someone that will will disciple you, like get around people who actually love you. Because like that's yeah. why I do this because yeah. I get to, like there. I get to talk to you guys about what's going on in your lives and in your hearts. Yeah. And like, I want this kind of conversation. This is what we've talked about before yeah. Josh is we, we want this kind of conversations to be replicated. We want these ideas to be talked about. We want to like ask questions, mm-hmm. like test what you believe, like try to figure out why you believe what you believe, you yeah. know, and, and be real with yourself and with others about the the experiences that you guys have had mm-hmm. yeah La- last thing and yeah. i promise <laughs> this is this is super important god will always you you always have enough knowledge to take the first step that's right mm. right that and that is true for anybody uh, you are never just totally ignorant okay everyone has enough knowledge of god everybody has enough information to at least take the first step and so the burden of responsibility is on you. Stop shifting it. Stop saying it's mm-hmm. it's. I don't know enough. I'm not smart enough. I I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I I have this type of environment that I grew up in, and I have this sort of disability, and I have these things. You got you'll have a million excuses to not do the one thing you know you should do. Mm-hmm. And if you will start there, God will show you the second step. He rarely gives you steps two and three until you do the first one. Yeah, that's true. So you, I know that you know. I know this as a fact. Everybody, anyone on on planet Earth, they have enough knowledge to take the first step towards God, to act in obedience, to do what they know they ought to do in faith, and then God will show you the second one. And if you'll be honest and you'll stay there until God shows you the second step, just keep doing the first one. And if it's go back to the last thing God told you to do, go back to the last thing. You're not sure what to do. Well, what was the last thing he told you to do? Start there. Then God will show you what's next. And don't let a sinful person determine who God is to you. Yeah. I've seen that so much on campus. That's like the main thing. Yeah, that's thing. weak. That's weak. Yeah. Yeah, that don't fly. <laughs> no, that's, there's something else there. Yeah. Yeah, nah, yeah. It's never somebody else's fault. You just mm. you just don't want to, bro. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I used to buy into that. I don't buy into that anymore. <laughs> Well, boys, uh, Caleb, you want to give us the rundown of what we just went through? I know yeah. we talked about a lot of stuff, but just give it to us one for one, and then we'll, we'll head out of here. Yeah, well, I love that saying you gave, um, you live what you believe. Mm-hmm. So if we are saying we believe something and we're not living it, then we're not actually believing, believing it. it no. And there are a lot of people there are a lot of christians saying they believe in things and then not living it out and that is just a prime example a a very clear example of how we need to repent of why we need to repent because we are broken and we do need god yes and so when we repent though we have hope that we don't have to stay in that broken place Mm -hmm. that's right repentance is hope because once you turn from sin 
repentance is turning from sin and turning to God. Mm-hmm. And your eyes are focused on the sin and the brokenness and the pain and the suffering of this world. And when you turn in repentance, you can look at God, mm-hmm. you can look at the hope, and mm-hmm. then you can begin to walk forward in that hope. Yeah. And so repentance is hope because when we believe and when we are living out that truth of God, of mm-hmm. love, of repentance, of pursuing God, then we will begin to see revival. We will begin to see more of God's heart for us, more of God's heart for those around us. Mm-hmm. And we can be excited about and thankful for what God is going to do. Amen. Come on. Come Amen. Come on. Dude. Come on. <laughs> Thank you, boys, for coming on the show. And if you guys have made it this far, go ahead and just go to createdcurious.com and sign up for our newsletter. We have our first one coming out on Sunday. But just kind of give you the rundown of uh, everything that we've done in the week and then you'll actually have we have a word study on each one so we'll break down what one biblical word uh, of the week and then you can read that and learn from that as well so if you're not subscribed to that go to creativecurious.com subscribe if you're listening on audio give us a review that'll help and if you've loved and this has changed your life and this has helped your heart share it with a friend uh it'll have us a comment yeah that'll be tremendous so Love you guys. See you guys on Tuesday. Yes. With Jarden Houghton. Peace out. Woo. Jarden, the guy that came to Kyle. Oh, my God. I got to pee, dude.